Salam Salam from BA. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 10th of March 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. The war in Ukraine is raging on for almost its second week, and the world is longing for good news. Meanwhile, Ethiopia's Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed requested both Russia and Ukraine to stop the war and look for peaceful means to resolve the conflict. He said that Ethiopia has recent experience in war and knows how this kind of conflict endangers families, societies, and countries' economies. He concluded by saying that Ethiopia is closely monitoring the war and that the country is concerned. According to Ethiopia's Deputy Minister of Finance, Dr. Ayob Tekalin, the war in Ukraine will have an impact in the long run on Ethiopia's economy. He said that both Russia and Ukraine are Ethiopia's business partners. Russia is the fourth biggest trading partner in the country. Ethiopia imports steel and cereal, among other products, from them. The country imports wheat from Ukraine. But Teralin said that the impact the war will have on the economy will not be felt immediately, because the country had already imported enough for the year. There are plenty of local updates this week as well. The former patriarch of the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, His Holiness Father Mercurius, was admitted to a hospital in Addis Ababa about two weeks ago, and on the 4th of March, it was announced that he had passed away. Father Mercurius has been forced to flee for political reasons in 1991 and has stayed in the U.S. for almost 26 years. He couldn't go back to Ethiopia during the reign of the previous government, but he was able to return in 2018 when Abiy became the PM. Condolences poured in from all over the world. The Prime Minister said that his passing is a huge loss to the country. The U.S. and Russia also send their regrets via their embassies. The funeral will be held on Sunday the 13th of March at the Holy Trinity Cathedral in Addis Ababa. The drought in the Somalia and Oromia region continues to take its toll as the National Disaster Risk Management Commission revealed some shocking numbers via radio interview. In the Oromia region, Warena and its Belay zones, 61 schools were closed. And in Harachi, Warena, West Guji, West Arsi and Belay zones, almost 3 million people are in urgent need of food and water. The commission said that the government has dispatched 100 trucks and 254,000 quintals of food. In the Somali region, things are worse. 915 schools have been struggling, and 316 of them have to close down. In 83 districts of the region, more than 3 million people have been vulnerable to water shortages and more than 2 million need food. Since September, the government has distributed 530,000 quintals to 1.7 million people and 159 water trucks to 81 districts. There are many other parts in the country that are also in need of humanitarian help, which is why the U.S. Agency for International Development is making more flights to the Tigray region to reach those in need. The agency's administration, Samantha Power, said that the agency has donated 210 tons of medical and food supplies since December of last year. But Power said that it hasn't been easy to reach people in need because many roads are blocked due to the conflict in the north. She also said that there are 700,000 in risk of famine and urged the Ethiopian government to ensure and restricted humanitarian aid passage. Last week, we told you about the commemoration of the Adwa victory. This past week, on Saturday the 5th, there was another Victory Day celebrated. The Karamara victory commemorates the triumph of Ethiopia over Somalia when Ziya Bar, the president of Somalia, 
invaded Ethiopia to take over parts of what is now the Somali region. It was on the 5th of March, 1978, and Ethiopia emerged victorious. There is a monument at the heart of Addis called De La Shin, or Our Victory, in memory of those who fought for the Ethiopian nation. And it was at this statue that members of Balderas, an opposition political party headed by journalist-turned-politician Eskander Nega, got together on Saturday the 5th of March to celebrate when the police arrived and detained him. Eskander and other leaders of the party were released the same day, but the remaining 33 members were brought to court on Monday the 7th of March and charged with attempted to incite chaos. The court postponed for 14 days the hearing of 31 members, and the remaining two will appear in court on Thursday the 10th. But they aren't the only group with an appointment at the courts. 21 suspects are being investigated for stealing cars. Addis Ababa police revealed that 16 of the suspects were working in three different groups, and the other five suspects stole cars individually. Nine cars were stolen and eight were found. We also have another update about cars. The Addis Ababa City Administration Traffic Management Agency revealed this past week that it had created a system in collaboration with Ethio Telecom that will make paying traffic fines faster and easier. So next time you're driving in Addis and you get a ticket from the cops because you were speeding or because your body didn't have a seatbelt on, you can use the app Telebear to pay the fine. This way, you'll avoid having your license taken away. Ethiopian Airlines, which is the most successful and prestigious airline in Africa and one of the best in the world, has signed a memorandum of understanding with Boeing to buy five of the Boeing 7778 freighter cargo planes, making Ethiopian Airlines the first and only buyer of one of those in Africa. The airline's general manager, Tewolde Gebrel Mariam, said that the purchase will help expand the airline's cargo service, which is in high demand at the moment. The new plane is priced around 400 million US dollars and uses 30% less fuel than a Boeing 747-400 and can carry almost 120 tons at a time. Speaking of the aviation industry in Ethiopia, the Addis Ababa Bole International Airport is building another terminal, Terminal 2. Airport hospitality service provider Plaza Premium Group is teaming up with local import and distribution company NHY to take over the lounge. A joint statement by both companies was released back in early February, saying that the companies will work together to elevate lounge experience in Ethiopia. The lounge will be named Plaza Premium Lounge Ethiopia and is being built on a thousand square meters to accommodate 325 guests at a time, and is set to open this month. For the past six months in Ethiopia, all banks have been urging their customers to provide more information because of the National Bank's directive of registering full customer information. Since then, many have gone to their local banks and given the required information. However, there are millions who still haven't, and the bank revealed that since the deadline has passed on the 27th of February, users who haven't provided the information will have their accounts barred until they do so. So, if your debit card isn't working or a check bounced, head over to your bank's nearest branch with your ID or passport and update the information. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Since the 8th of March was International Women's Day, before we say goodbye, we'll leave you with a quote about female empowerment. A woman with a voice is, by definition, a strong woman. Melinda Gates let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at or follow us on Instagram. Ciao!